Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas. And today we're going to talk about the Lakes Area Restorative Justice Project and an upcoming event. And our guests in the studio include Brian Andrews. He is the executive director of the Lakes Area Restorative Justice Project. Linda Elenfelt is a volunteer and facilitator. And we have Mark Prince with us as well, who is a board member. And folks, first of all, welcome to Community Focus. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Let's start, if we can, by talking about, uh, for our listeners that might not know about the Lakes Area Restorative Justice Project, what you do and and how it works. Absolutely. So uh, first off, it it started as a grassroots effort uh, back in 2004 by uh, Stephanie Hayter and also uh, Roger Lynn. And together they came together for uh, just seeing a need in our community for something more than just the criminal justice system. And that uh, kids make, they make, make mistakes on a regular basis. So yeah. uh, what can we do to uh, not just criminalize it but take an opportunity to grow them? And so that is where it started and we moved from that to having a couple trained facilitators. And I'll just turn it over to Linda so she can talk about the facilitator part of it a little, a little more detail. Yeah. Sure. Um, I've been with the program since 2013, and um, I'm a volunteer facilitator. And and basically, like Brian had said, is the goal is to keep the youth from being labeled and from identifying with a label and keeping them out of the criminal justice system in that revolving door. And so what we do is we always team up, and we are referred cases um, from various sources, law enforcement, county attorney, uh, the schools, and we get a variety of cases, drug and alcohol, um, assault, theft, um, vandalism. Yeah. And so we always team up. There are always two of us. And we, we consult first and get the, the, the background and um, meet with each family, um, the, the offender's family or the victim's and the victim's family, independent of one another. Right. And the culmination is... Um, a circle conference with all parties, and it's based on Native American circle sentencing. And so everyone, it's a safe environment. Everyone is heard. All the stories are heard. I call it magic um, because it's very powerful what comes out of these conferences. And the end result is a contract with a deadline for the person that caused the harm. And the contract will typically involve apology letters, and they identify who they think the apology letter needs to go to. Mm-hmm. It often, um, uh, one of the contract, contract items might be um, volunteer work, which is difficult at this time with the COVID. So sometimes they spend time with neighbors or grandparents. Mm-hmm. And my, one of my favorites is an impact statement, because we always identify the goal of the youth. And um, they have to complete this impact statement on how their behavior impacted a number of people. And then when we do the drug and alcohol cases, they have to do a play play it forward paper, which is really powerful because we ask them, if you want to be a a plumber or if you want to be a civil engineer, how is continuing with the drugs and alcohol going to impact your goals? Yeah. And we're very, very careful about not lab- labeling these kids. Sure. Um, the, the, the conferences always involve um, a community member uh, so that the youth can hear how their behavior impacts the community because this is really to bring community together as well. Yeah. 
And law enforcement is often there. Teachers are there. Social workers can be there. Therapists can be there. And they can bring support people. A lot, um, there have been times when kids have even brought grandparents mm-hmm. for support. So sure. it's, a, it's an amazing program. And Brian has the statistics on our recidivism versus the criminal justice system, right. which is really uh, act, um, overwhelming. Yeah. And I, I would think that a lot of these um, incidences, let's just call them uh, for lack of a better term, are, are done without ever thought to victims or consequences. It's, it's, it's thoughtless type of things that happen. And when confronted with, uh, as you're talking about, just how it affected the, not only individuals but the community, it's really powerful. I like that word that you used before. You know, Ken, um, I've, I've been involved with youth programs for maybe 20 years, and um, I've done many assault cases. And with no exceptions on, uh, in my experience, these youth have always been bullied for a handicap or they think different or, or, or believe different than someone else. And when you bring those families together, what happens is just amazing because when they initially come in, they are very angry with one another, including sure. the parents. Oh, I'm sure. And um, there have been so many times where I have seen the parents shaking hands. I've seen moms hugging at the end of the conference because all of a sudden the youth that's being charged with assault is able to safely talk about the pain that is being caused by the teasing. And I have even seen kids decide to go to Dairy Queen together after. I had one young man that was uh, somewhat handicapped. And the person that he hit decided he was going to protect him now on the bus from the other kids that were bullying him. Wow. I've seen kids go to movies together. I call it magic. I do. It's, it's just so powerful what happens in a lot of these, these meetings. Yeah. That's fascinating. And, of course, uh, Brian, the, the, as you stated earlier, the goal is to keep these kids out of the court system. Which, uh, and I know Linda talked about recidivism. Uh, Oftentimes, these kids go to court, um, they don't learn a thing, and end up doing the same uh, types of crimes again. This really makes a difference, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And and, uh, like Linda was talking about is, you know, in those first initial meetings that they get to have – uh, uh, when we meet with when we meet with those families and the, and the youth, they they have taken on the identity of if they stole something, now I'm a thief or I'm a criminal, and they come in with that. And if they have any mental health conditions, they got that stacked on as their identification too. So we we really get to know them with their hobbies, their interests, their goals, and we take all that and 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 bring it to the conference at the end, and we build a contract based off of that to help grow them towards towards those goals and and like she said the recidivism rate so the criminal justice system generally averages nationally between 67 and 80 percent where that, that they're likely going to reoffend uh, for the last two years that lakes area sort of justice project it's been 13.5 percent wow and that 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 is an astonishing that's an astonishing number and we look at we hear a lot uh, in our community and in, in the world about about ACEs, Adverse Childhood Experience. Yes. Well, recently I heard about something else called a PCE, and that is Positive Childhood Experience. And the kids that get to come through our program, they get to experience a positive childhood experience. Might have started with something really bad, but it will, they'll be able to look back on it years, years from now and say, that was the point. That was the time that I changed direction in my life and why I'm successful today. 
Yeah. And the other thing is, uh, but this program is really driven by volunteers. And I know we've used that in our introduction, but volunteers can play a couple different roles, facilitator and just being a community member at, at this circle. Is that correct? That is correct. And I just want to make one quick comment on Brian's statement about the positive impact that the program can have. Just recently, I was I received a text from a young man that I worked with several years ago, and he had a very, very serious offense, extremely serious. And after the program, he decided to change schools, and he took a bus an hour one way to school and an hour home back from school. That was his decision so that he could change his friendships. And he is now enrolled in a community college for the fall, and he's joining the Air National Guard. Oh, wow. And this young man had some very serious charges. So we have wonderful success stories like that all the time. Yeah. It's wonderful. Mark, maybe you can talk a little bit about uh, the need for volunteers for this program because you've kind of been at all th- these levels, haven't you? I have, yeah. You know, I heard about this program when I was still working and I wanted to get involved and I reached out and uh, talked to several uh, people that at that time and told them I had an interest, uh, but I just didn't have the time to devote to it. So as soon as I retired... I became involved as a community member, attending these conferences uh, and witnessing what Linda has referenced. And it's uh, powerful. It's amazing. The case that she referred to uh, of the young gentleman that that, uh, was going into the National Guard, uh, that would not have happened had Linda not been there. There's always two facilitators in a conference, and this gentleman – was given a contract. He didn't fulfill the contract. And typically, they're done. They got to go back to the referring authority. But Linda saw something in the kid that the other facilitator didn't and wanted to give him another chance. And he's turned out to be a poster child. So I witnessed firsthand how that worked. And um, uh, the community member part was important. Important enough for me to then decide to go forward with getting facilitator training. And uh, my life got busy, so I didn't take as many cases as I could have. But then I then got involved as as a board member. And the volunteerism is is so important. Community members, facilitators, board members, uh, it, it's it's driven this this uh, project, the Lakes Area Restorative Justice Project, to where it is today. And one of the things that it's lacking is recognition, name recognition, LARJP. I know what that is. You now know what that is, but the community doesn't. And uh, once they hear about what happens at Lake Sierra Restorative Justice, everyone is on board, almost everyone. Um, um, well, I got to believe everyone is. Yeah. And um, it's just now getting our name out. And being proactive, and Brian has been just a godsend. You know, he's he's been so instrumental at getting this uh, uh, project, Lake Sierra Restorative Justice Project, to the next level, and uh, which leads us to this event coming up uh, Saturday. Yeah, and real quick, if someone wants to find out more about volunteering and facilitator training, 
Uh, how do they do that, Brian? Yeah, so they can actually go onto our website, www.larjp.org, or they can call our office at 218-454-4145. And I'm glad that you mentioned that, Ken, because uh, next week, uh, the 27th, we are going to be doing a volunteer community member training. And then uh, the second weekend of September, we are going to be doing the facilitator training event. So uh, those are two great events, and and we would love to have people join our team. Excellent. Now's the time to step up. And if you want to find out more, uh, they should be coming to the event on Saturday. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Now tell us about this event. This is your first ever, isn't it? It is. You know, so uh, I started as executive director back uh, July of 2020. And uh, and I had the same thing as Mark. Before I accepted the job, I was asking around, have you heard of LARJP? But the answer was nobody knew. And I'm like, what? But I've seen the mission, and I'm like, the mission is great. The mission is, is we, the community wants change. Everybody in the community, actually the state and the country, we want change. And it's going to start with the youth. And, 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 and some of these things that we're doing, it starts there. So how can, we, how can we bring awareness? Because how many people are missing out on the resource that we have available and so we began uh, planning this fundraiser back in May, and uh, uh, we had set some goals, and, and, and the community has just stepped up alongside us. We've been able to spread the word, gain uh, financial supporters, uh, which I just really want to mention real quick. Uh, Pequot Tool and Manufacturing uh, is the event sponsor, and, you know, what a fantastic organization yeah. all the way around, um, from the, the owners to the, to the, to the employees. Uh, they came alongside us, and they are standing with us, along with several other uh, uh, event sponsors. But uh, uh, ultimately, a lot of the goals that we had set for this fundraiser, uh, we have met. And so this Saturday, we just want everybody to come out and have a good time. We want to celebrate because the goal not only is it to keep people out of uh, trouble and redirect their life, but we want to we want to cultivate, like, uh, like Linda said earlier, is the uh, sense of... Uh, the culture that we have at LARJP is, is pretty fun and it's impactful. And we want to cultivate community, that community, uh, outside of our organization and really cultivate connectedness as well. So lots of d- different fun things to do. And uh, I'll just uh, let some of these other folks uh, share a little bit about that because I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it. Okay. So, so what's going on? Uh, first of all, where is it and what time? Uh, it starts at 1010. Is that correct? Yep, that's correct. And it goes till 2... 47? 247. Yeah. Uh, why do I remember those numbers? <laughs> uh, crazy. Yeah. And it's at the Heritage Assemblies of God uh, Church. Uh, they've been kind enough to let us uh, set up camp there. Okay. And so there's there's going to be all kinds of events. There will be, oh, be bounce houses for the kids. There's a bike, walk, run event that will go down the um, uh, Paul Bunyan Trail. Okay. And you can do different mileage. Uh, we'll have it all staked out as to how far. Um, there is going to be – is there bingo? Oh, yeah. There will be some kid, multiple, multiple kid games that are going to be uh, available for kids to win prizes. But one of, the big, one of the big events that we've got is – I talked about the collaboration that, that we've been experiencing. So right. Crowing Energized, Essentia, uh, uh, several dev- different people. But those two uh, came together. We're going to put on a bike rodeo. Uh, it hasn't been able to happen for the last two years because of COVID, and we said, you know what, let's let's make it happen for these kids. Yeah. Essentia says, you know what, we're going to donate bike helmets for that event, and 
Uh, and on top of that, we're, gonna, we're doing something called a hero experience. Mm-hmm. We're having law enforcement bring their vehicles there so kids can go in and experience it uh, and just really get an understanding of, of who they are and what makes them heroes, for starters. Yeah. And uh, uh, there will be other uh, collaborative agencies sharing about uh, their stuff, but we also have a dunk tank there. And uh, the dunk tank, uh, well, if you ever want to dunk Mark Prince, our board member, he's going to be spending some time in there. But other, other leaders from our community are going to also uh, be taking their turn in the dunk tank to raise fun and raise awareness. Okay. Uh, should kids bring their bikes then for the bike rodeo? Uh, they can if they, if they have a way of transporting it. If not, we will have some bikes there for them to, to, to take the course. They'll get a certificate. And then the first 25, people will, 25 kids will get a bike helmet too. So. Oh, cool. Uh, is there going to be food? Oh, yes, there's food. So actually, uh, Heritage Missions team uh, is going to be doing food there for uh, for some small fee, I'm sure. But uh, we we wanted to, uh, to do something for them, too, because they just made this whole campus available for us to hold our event. And so uh, the uh, Heritage Nicaragua and Cambodia Missions team is going to be doing some food there. And, uh, yeah, it's just going to be a really great time. All right. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun. And uh, it, it, you, you mentioned door prizes. What what are the chances to win some pretty cool stuff? I understand. <laughs> yes. So that's been a, that's been one of the other learning uh, pieces of what we're doing. But uh, so it all this whole this whole fundraiser stemmed from a biking event, right? And so uh, Muddy Bikes uh, helped us. Uh, come up with the grand prize that we're sell- currently selling raffle tickets for uh, very nice scott mountain bike uh, but also uh, at the event there's going to be an opportunity to win uh, uh, gift certificates and door prizes and uh, there's, there's there's something for everybody there there's going to be something for everybody because this community and different organizations have come alongside us to make this an awesome event all right last question all right. Why ten ten to two forty seven? So, uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, you're going to remember that number, just like Mark remembered that number. You, yeah. We wanted to, uh, you know, the nine to five is nine to five. We wanted it to be something that really stuck out and people remembered. We've been asked multiple times, "Why is this event starting at ten ten? Well, you know what? You're going to remember ten ten. So uh, that's, that's there it a, is. That's the story behind that. Okay. Yep. I'm a test for that. You, know? <laughs> you did remember I it, did, so I did. you got that. All right. Well, we hope to see a lot of people there because uh, obviously a fundraiser for the organization, a way to find out more about it and just have a good time with the family and the kids. So, uh, again, at the uh, Heritage Church, Berrywood Drive, I believe, in Baxter. You got it. Okay. Yeah. Ten ten on Saturday. Be there and have a lot of fun and find out more about the Lakes Area Restorative Justice Project. Folks, thank you so much for being here today to talk about what you do and, and the event. And we hope to see a lot of people there. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ken. All right. Our guests today, Brian Andrews is the executive director of the Lakes Area Restorative Justice Project. Linda Elenfeld is a volunteer and facilitator and Mark Prince, a board member. I'm Ken Thomas, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Our Community Focus programs are available anytime on our website. Just go to 1067wjjy.com. They're also available on our free mobile app powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.